0: Zive four three. Cofefe. Hello, everybody. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast episode four hundred thirty one for the week of What is the week? I don't have
1: the sheet in front of me, Anna. Good job, Chris. Real well organized there. I failed. She ain't helping me
2: either. Hey, we've all all been on vacation. Week of 7 to 8, 2017.
0: July 8th, 2017. See? Well, nobody filled that part in. They always leave that part.
3: Yeah, for the host.
0: What does the host... No one else can figure out a date? We're doing podcast, folks. Anna-Marie Privateer is here.
3: <laughs> but maybe not for long. <laughs> Kelly
0: Ryan. I, Alice Wilkinson. Aye. Hello. <laughs> uh, me and the girls today. Hello, Simon. Simon's keeping me company, so that helps.
3: He's not a girl.
0: No, I know. That's my point. He's helped. He's given me strength.
2: I've got my black cat here, too.
0: So, Anna Marie and I had a wonderful staycation last week, and so thanks, everybody, for putting up with no episode, because uh, that helped a lot. <laughs> uh, did we do anything important, Anna?
3: Um,
0: we didn't even see fireworks.
3: No, but we heard them.
0: Yeah, we heard them, but we just didn't even care. It was just like, oh, let's just do nothing for four days. That's pretty
2: wonderful. much what I did
0: I played a lot of Final Fantasy XIV That's all I've been playing
3: You did a lot of laundry
0: I did a lot of laundry too
3: I cooked a lot
0: I played a lot of Final Fantasy XIV
3: You're finally I... done the A Realm Reborn content Yes,
0: I've gotten two sets of credits for A Realm Reborn Now, so I am in Ishgard and it is time For Heaven's
1: Heavensward
0: Alice, oh, when... would... Alice, when can I start flying? 'Cause they haven't let me fly. Uh, yet. So
1: yeah, because the way flying works is um you you basically have to attune to the winds in each zone. Oh for goodness sake. Alright. Attune to the what? winds. <laughs> hey, it's the best way of doing flying. Okay.
2: No, the the best way is how WoW does it.
0: <laughs> what? Tell you we're not gonna add it and then add it later anyway?
2: No, that was the expansion we don't talk about. In oh, this new I see. Expansion, not they, you. <laughs> in this new expansion, they did it better because they told you from the beginning how you was going to unlock it. And it was pretty easy content and you get it across all of your characters.
0: Okay. Well, they did it across all the characters last time, too, in the yeah. the expansion that shall not be named.
2: Yeah, but that that was a... Which, by the apology. way, I
0: still rank as a 5 out of 5 expansion because that expansion was amazing and I love my garrison so everyone else can screw off. But I, think
1: I, I, I like my garrison. I just don't kind of like that the entire expansion revolved around it.
2: See, that's just it. I like the garrison too, but I didn't like the fact that there was nothing to do.
0: Well, if you're a busy game player you don't need anyway 14 let's talk about (laughs) other old expansions heaven's word (laughs) actually final fantasy 14 man okay so here's my impressions folks final fantasy 14 a realm reborn pretty awesome up to the end of the 1.0 story then begins patch two point hell and it is awful pretty much the whole way through they have some good story hooks and some good plot ideas and coupled in a bunch of just the most myriad boring rote terrible i don't want to do this anymore questing especially for somebody who just wants to get to the next content area and you're just doing boring stuff over and over and over again and then occasionally you unlock a dungeon which is not so great or trial which tend to be pretty cool because they're you know like hey go fight this giant worm serpent who's more ancient than anything else in the game okay cool what what uh, what they do is they have all this terrible boring fetch questing and it just takes forever and it saps you of your will to live and then it ends and there's like an hour of cut scenes and that's pretty cool and they they do a bunch of things you didn't expect them to do with the plot and the characters and I don't want to spoil them because it's pretty awesome but it's also pretty very spoilerific to talk about any of it so yeah now I'm set up for the expansion and now I went to the snow areas <sighs> And um, I need to go and, uh, and start doing uh, the second expansion. And then after the second expansion is a bunch of other, I think, between uh, rest, expansion quests. I
1: need, you mean the first expansion? Whatever.
0: After, yeah. <laughs> it feels like the second expansion to me. <laughs> after the third set of credits, I assume will be another set of, here's 8 billion fetch quests to pad out the content until Stormblood. And then I'll get through that,
1: I hope. Well, to be honest, I actually think the uh, post uh, 3.0 content is actually a lot better than I the post so. God, than I hope so. God, I hope so.
0: Yeah, so the post 1.0 content is literally 100 quests. It is exactly 100 quests you must get through. And well, you can go find the Reddit threads where people talk about, man, I don't think I'm going to make it. <laughs> so now I understand why they were selling uh, the quest completion potions or whatever that let you... Uh, skip all that content and just go to the next part of the story. <laughs> then go watch the cutscenes in your hotel. Uh, in, your, uh, in, your ho- your, in your player housing, of which there is not enough on any server, apparently, Anna. As we've learned. As you <laughs> taught me yesterday.
1: Uh, that was a... Uh, that's a I, I think I know which article you're talking about. Yeah, and that's it's... a specific issue on a specific server.
3: It is oh, and it isn't. About- because there is not enough houses for people in 14 period. A server holds at least 5,000 people, and there's no more than 2,100 houses on a server right now.
0: Which is kind of actually thematically appropriate given Final Fantasy XIV's uh, refugee situation in the story. So,
3: Right. So the story <laughs> focused on one particular problem with the housing shortage, which is people that took the free transfer last month To jump to a low population server hoping that once they got there they could buy a house.
0: Turns out that server's been around since launch and people have already bought all the houses. Oops. So then people were angry, I guess. (laughs) Oh right, they were angry because like one person owned all the houses. (laughs) (laughs) Which I think is funny.
2: And that's some extortion right there.
0: (laughs) No, it turns out that they uh, basically bought all the houses in one of the residential residential districts as kind of like, um, they basically turned it into their version of Harvest Moon as part of like, because their husband died and they needed something to do and decided that's what they were going to do.
3: Two women that have played. Final Fantasy fourteen together. kind of sweet. <laughs> and one of them, her husband, passed away. And I guess they never were able to buy a house together. So they moved to this server, realizing it, like, way before free transfers. So they moved to this server because it was low population. There were, like, a thousand lots open. And so they bought, between the two of them, an entire neighborhood. So all 28 houses. And they have spent a lot of time and a lot of in-game money decorating them. And so.
0: But what they haven't learned is how to diplomatically respond to criticism.
3: So basically they jumped on Reddit and were like, look, we bought these houses and you don't deserve them.
0: <laughs> Which is Probably probably would have been better off not saying anything at all. <laughs> Just let it be the sweet story of what you do in the wake of, of a loved one passing away.
2: <laughs> yeah, really.
3: So it got ugly fast. And then a couple different sites have now written articles and they have said things that are not necessarily right or wrong, but things that are absolutely controversial. (laughs) Like, it's no different than getting a primal mound. Not everybody deserves to have a home. And I'm like, (laughs) sorry. Awkward. Because that statement is on its face not wrong but it's still kind of a bag of dicks thing to say
2: it, it, it really sounds like the 14 version of welfare ethics yep.
3: and so you know and the problem is is that this is kind of being conflated with a previous issue with Final 14 housing because when housing first went live on the heaviest servers people bought property to resell it it was like a completely speculative market because they it was just a super heavy server there were lots of people on it there were lots of people that had lots of gil on it so everybody raced to buy up as many houses as they could and then once they were all gone they started reselling the what the multiples that they owned but that's kind of being conflated here because these two women aren't purchase it, they didn't purchase these lots to speculate on them they didn't you know buy them to resell them at a ridiculous markup
0: sure i mean <laughs> you're, you're recounting the story as though we have some sort of vested emotional interest in it but we don't <laughs> well, well i
2: think that this kind of stuff is fascinating
0: it is though yeah go give it a read
2: I, I love reading about fictional crises
0: and events. What's that on, Anna?
3: Gotaku. Well, it's spread all over the place because they've done a bunch of interviews now. It started on Reddit.
0: Oh. Everything starts on Reddit.
3: Yeah. And then it kind of just spiraled out from there. <clears throat> so, yeah, Final Fantasy 14 housing crisis where millennials well, go on, to escape real life.
1: On certain servers, at least.
3: Yeah,
1: <laughs> and it's only going to get funnier when four point one comes out.
3: Because they're increasing the amount of housing.
1: No, yeah, because they're opening an entirely new housing district.
3: Yeah, they're increasing the, the amount of housing.
1: Well, it's yeah, go but from they're also like putting
3: two thousand one hundred and eighty homes on a server to two thousand nine hundred and change.
1: And also, uh, there's going to be a, or there is uh, whispers of a transfer system as well. that <gasps> so you'd be able to move a house that you already own.
3: Interesting. Oh, I was hoping it was from character to character. Wait.
0: You can, can move our... the house to, like after it moved is there like a water pipe sticking out of the ground just leaking water <laughs> into the air? Cuz that would be amazing.
1: Uh, I think that implies we have running water. Oh, let's Do well, you move the house with a bunch of balloons? That works too. I hope so. I mean, I've also been playing quite a bit of 14. What are you doing? Well, I'm relevant things. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Alice is well, actually I mean, at
0: current content.
1: Well, not only that, but I kind of cleared everything at content level as well. Which oh is wow! Not something I've, which is not something I've actually done before. Because even when um, is this expansion like, a bit late on content? No, no, it's actually pretty much the same as uh, Heavenswood was at at this same level. Hmm. Um, Basically, there are three expert dungeons. There are one more than Heavenswood. Two extreme primals, and the first of the eight man raid series a la Alexander. Hmm. Um, But before Alexander came out, I did do the two extreme primals. And now I haven't even done the two Heavenswood ones yet. (laughs) Okay. So, you know, I, I I think a lot of people have said, though, is that uh, the, the two extreme mode primals that are in Stormblood are some of the easier ones that they've included. Uh, but I think a lot of people are seeing it as um, Square Enix kind of wants people to try out this kind of like tough eight man content and stuff is going to kind of sort of scale upwards in difficulty throughout Stormblood. Yeah. Um. And the 8-Man the Raid series is a hell of a lot of fun. I, I, I mean, I, it's kind of well-known what it is, but I almost don't want to spoil it on the cast just because Russell get to it at some point.
4: Hmm.
0: Sorry, I'm just learning that apparently there's a Chocobo fighting stadium or something going on here.
1: Uh... Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's what it says. I don't know. Um, but I mean, that's ba- I mean, because
1: I as soon as pretty much as soon as Stormblood came out, I leveled my uh, leveled Red Mage <clears> to seventy. Yeah. Um. Uh, Red Mage is crazy. How long did that take you to do? By the way, not particularly long. Okay. Red Mage starts at level fifty, so it's, it's not not a lot to go. I did um, I did most of the uh sort of pre sixty stuff in uh palace of the dead. And I did uh sixty two seventy through a combination of the main story quest and PvP. It was PvP awards EXP. Mm-hmm. So they
0: changed it. They just patched it a little.
1: Yeah, they changed it because uh it turned out that um Pvping was actually like one of the best ways to level, period, mm-hmm. and it just meant that there were a lot of people AFKing. Yeah, I but tried that. You a-
0: actually the AFKing doesn't work very well. You they kick you out very fast if you're not. Oh willing. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But when I say AFKing, I mean like effectively holding down the S key with a drinky bird or something. I don't know, but there were there were quite a few oh. AFK people, and it was annoying. And it was annoying the people who actually do PvP. So, that um, said, said, the changes to the PvP system have been pretty good.
3: Anna, when are
0: you going to play 14? I have been. No, you haven't. Yeah. Not really.
3: No, I'm playing on an alt.
0: You're playing on an alt. On a game that doesn't favor playing alts. When are you going to actually play and get to, like, Stormblood?
3: Well, I was playing my main this week. I got uh 30, and uh, I'm now jumpy.
0: You're now what? I'm now oh, jumpy. You're a Dragoon?
3: Yes. I thought you
0: needed to get to Ishgard to open Dragoon. No.
3: Huh. You just have to be level 30 and be jumpy. Like,
0: there's literally a quest before the Stormblood expansion where they're like, Hey,
1: I'm a Dragoon. <laughs> no, there just happens to be a main character who is a dragoon in oh, Stormblood. Okay. Sorry, in Heavenswood. The uh the three Heavenswood jobs were machinist Astrologian, and uh Dark Knight.
0: Oh, okay. I thought they were like, Hey, look at me, I'm a dragoon. Don't you feel jealous? Um Fine then. So what when did Ninja come in? Was that part of the patches for one uh oh, whatever. I don't care. Um, ninja was patch 2.4. <sighs> okay, so that, that was... Okay, good. So was, they did yeah, do it, was, it there. They were like, Hey, I'm a ninja. You should come learn to be a ninja. Like,
4: Yeah, so the... Um, I,
1: I, if I remember, uh, Ninja was intended to be in the uh, base game, but they had to delay it a bit. They're
0: yeah. so like, Hey, you should come be a ninja. By the way, I've got a mask on that I won't take off until we're finished making this new race. Hey,
1: Yugiri is cool.
0: <laughs> she is cool. I just thought it was weird how she needs a mask you're on not, and
1: then like kicks it not off gonna and no surprised. You're not going to see much of her until heavens uh, until Stormblood though.
0: Oh what? Come on. Uh, well, there was
1: kind of she was so problem.
0: involved and then like oh I'm going to take a break.
1: There was kind of the small problem of her English voice actress getting murdered.
3: What? Yeah,
1: that you was. You didn't a thing hear that about that? No.
3: Yeah, I so, heard about that. Um. Uh, he murdered her, and then he, like, buried her body in the backyard garden, and then ran away to Nigeria. What? I can't... B- we have talked about this on the podcast, Chris.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure we hit- we did, actually.
3: Yeah, it was
2: all over Kotaku when it happened.
3: It was all over everywhere when it happened.
1: So, they had to... Basically, they recasted Yuri and because... Um, well, they recasted
3: a lot of people,
1: I figured...
0: I wouldn't have noticed.
1: Well, the other thing is you kind of don't go to her uh, homeland, as it were, until Stormblood anyway. Sure. Because, you know, you get to go to Weedville. (laughs) (laughs) Come on down to Weedville. Well, I mean, Kugane, which is the the main city of Stormblood. Um, is basically just, just a, a, a fantasy version of Dejima.
4: Okay.
1: Which is uh, an artificial, which was an artificial island off the coast of Nagasaki that was the only place open to foreign trade in Japan during the uh, closed country period. You know, before the Americans showed up with guns, boats, yeah, gunboats,
0: gunboats. No, I remember from every anime ever in the uh...
1: Oh, I was thinking of um the History of Japan video. Oh, okay. Sure. You know, like, the funny it...
3: one. I I doubt he's seen it.
1: Any any an, any good
0: anime set in the Meiji Reformation gets to the point where they talk about gunboats?
1: Yeah. So, As Kugane is is located to the east, uh, sorry, the western side of a uh... A uh, uh, sort of a Japanese Asian-themed nation and is the only port open to foreign trade. The implications are there.
0: Jeez. Oh, well, goodness. Did elfano's
1: voice actor die too? Or did they just no, change they just him just, just because? Okay. I didn't even get any of this because I played with the Japanese voices since the game started.
0: Did they? I thought the Japanese didn't have voices. All right.
1: Uh, Japanese has got there. You can switch the voice acting over in the options. Oh, that's right. I remember seeing that. Um, uh, there's, there's a few famous faces here and there. But, um, yeah, uh, the thing about Stormblood is uh, the two jobs uh, you can unlock as long as you've cleared the 2.0 main story quest and the level 50. Not so only gonna... can you unlock them, I have unlocked both of them. Oh, so you have both red mage and samurai.
0: That is correct.
1: Have you They're... tried either of them out? Um, only
0: enough to do the quests. Ah. They are they are neat. Um, samurai
1: seems complicated.
0: Well, not complicated, but it just seems very cycle driven, and yeah, you know... it's
1: samurai has a rotation, has a you know pretty well defined uh rotation, and also has a lot of interactions with its little gauge.
0: Yeah, and I figure there was more stuff going on with that gauge that unlocks over
1: time that I didn't know about yet. Yeah, well, you don't you don't actually get the second one. They're, they're oh, there's right another actually. gauge. Okay, yeah, there's right. two. You don't get the second Figures. one until level fifty-two. Oh, they don't make you wait long, but just long enough for me to not see it yet. <laughs> yeah. Whereas red mage keeps the same keeps the same gauge regardless.
0: Yeah, red mage so. is is was my original plan. Is like I was gonna get to fifty, I'm gonna switch to red mage. And then I learned that queue times are a thing. And so I've decided to just keep going as paladin.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, paladins are, as a lot of people say, quite deliciously OP right now. So, Also, those uh, cracked clusters that you might be getting from the leveling roulette. you probably want to hold on to those.
0: I have not gotten anything called a cracked cluster.
1: That's because they only got added on the, uh, the patch just gone or the maintenance just gone.
0: Oh, the 401 thing? Okay. Yeah, I have not done any roulette since then, so. Yeah. I haven't needed yes, to. On. All the post two, all the post patch 2.0 content has uh, gotten me up to level 54.
1: And Yeah, I... <laughs> yeah that'll happen. And the storm the stormblood story, oh, sorry, the heavenswood story will likely get you all the least... way to 60, right? Well, quite possibly.
0: Yeah. And I'm sitting around in my ironworks gear. My guy looks awesome. I'm Pretty sad, though. Once I hit 56, I think I finally replace all that stuff. Um, I got to tell you, there's nothing more um, interesting in a cutscene than a character with a bucket helmet on that you can't see any sort of facial interactions. Yeah, I have some very interesting cutscenes because of that. All right, well, uh, what else should we talk about 14? Anything? I'm just, how many millions of hours have I spent just trying to get to Stormblood and I'm not even through Heavensward yet. I just got to Heavensward, so now it's a billion hours more just to get to Stormblood. By the time I get to Stormblood, you guys are gone. all going to quit the game.
1: No, I'll probably keep my subscription going. There is that whole uh, subscription benefit thing happening in... Uh, oh, yeah, where like... they extort
0: you. They're like, oh, you better keep going and you'll get this wind-up minion,
4: woo!
1: Uh, it's a mount, but whatever. Well, it depends what month it is, right? No, no, it's a uh, it's a specific thing that they have going. Oh, what is it? Where is it? Oh, let me find okay. it.
0: I mean, I'm so far behind on that, I would have to keep no, a subscription No, no, as going. in,
1: it's, not, it's separate from the mount, from oh. the veteran board thing. Okay. So, according to this, from the Saturday the 1st of July 2017 to Saturday the 30th of September 2017, uh, you need to have... You basically just need to subscribe for ninety days between those two dates. Okay. So if you pay, so if you pay for a three-month subscription during that time, it'll count. What do you get? Just a mount? Cool mount. Uh, You get a you get a flying mount, falcon, which is like a kind of little flying mini airship. Oh, the falcon. Okay, yeah, yeah. Turns into a little motorbike when you're on when you're on the ground,
0: and it's meant to look like the falcon from.
1: FF6, FF right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You also get a uh, an airship mount through the Heavenswood story as well. Oh, I, I would hope so. Actually, it's actually one of my favorite mounts.
0: I want a black choke is
1: What I want. Yeah, you can get one of those from a quest in Ishgard at level fifty-one. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I probably you know, you have, have to do
0: to... some story quest to open it up or something. So.
1: Yeah, I think you actually have to be in Ishgard properly. Uh, get to that. Story, and then there'll be a quest. Uh, I think it's just at the chocobo stable.
0: I hope I can upgrade yeah. my current chocobo because he's been fighting with yep,
1: me. There's another quest for that as well. It's like I need to install but, better no,
0: wings on him. Yeah, your hmm. hey, hey, I mean, could you use fact, some work like that once too. Right now, actually, it,
1: the, uh, the, the the fat chocobo can fly. Yeah.
0: So yeah. yeah. Um, Alice, everybody from one point from two point is not doing very well right now in my story.
1: Yeah, yeah. things went probably, south probably.
0: for like everybody. <laughs> I mean, all I could keep thinking of is, well, that's a different version of row blocked, huh? <laughs> <Things> oh <didn't- laughs> snap! Yeah. <laughs> It's like people got revenge for Rowblock before it happened. Uh, anyway, <laughs> speaking of Roblox, uh we've been asked in the chat to uh, talk about that. How did that go for you?
1: Did you run into that? Rowblock? Oh, yeah, I did. But it was lessened for me because um, uh, I was busy leveling Red Mage.
0: For people who don't know, that was a main scenario quest that spawns an instance, and because the instance servers were overwhelmed by people playing and a ddos attack or some combination of the two that uh you could never spawn the instance and thus never get past the main story quest it was it was was (laughs) a
1: problem with the instance servers specifically so um what what it seemed to be was that if they um increased the throughput through the instance servers it caused general server instability and there were a lot of people running palace of the dead in order to level samurai and red mage um, it wasn't until from what I understand they basically added more capacity to the instance servers and then everyone just got through within about three maybe four hours and you know, Raublock was like, and, a day and, a, and it was day called Raublock
0: block because you um the quest was started by talking to Rauban, and then he would spawn you into the instance and you'd get there and it would just give you this this weird um error and then it would start the cutscene over or something like that. (laughs) So you kept having to talk to him. (laughs) Or give up. Mm. (laughs) Uh, I saw a YouTube video where somebody just strung it together and put some weird music over it. You know, as people are wont to do when they can't play their game. (laughs) But that's all over.
4: Womp womp.
0: And Alice is at Endgame, so you are are
1: you kitted out for raiding? Is there a raid? Yeah, so there is the raid. Uh, an eight-man... The first part of the eight-man raid that's similar to Alexander is currently out.
0: Ooh, I have to ask you a question now. Do Go I need on. to... Should I do, like, the old... Can I do the old 2.0 raids? Or the 2.x raids? Is that a thing I can so still do? Should I? There are
1: occasionally... Well... We occasionally have done uh, binding coil runs, but we normally do them unsynced, because doing them synced is a recipe for pain and misery.
0: Yeah, no, I don't want the legit experience. I want the overpowered experience.
1: Um, yeah. Uh, ask the free company, we can try and negotiate. Um, people will always be wary about uh, turn 5, turn 9, and potentially turn 13. Oh, so many turns. Well, there are 13 in total.
0: Oh, <sighs>
1: Okay. Uh, 9 is nine is the real sticking point, because given that in the right circumstances, even I won't bother with 9, because I hate it so much. Well,
0: I mean, is there a way I can do these without bugging you all?
1: It, uh, are you able to queue for them? or You can queue, but I don't think anybody else will be. because <laughs> Well, I mean, the other thing you can do is you can set up a cross-world uh, party in the party finder and just say you're doing it unsynced. Okay. And then, you know, there will be people who haven't done it, or they want the drops for glamour purposes and things like that, and you'll be able to get people together. I've been told yeah, that glamours is,
0: are the most important feature of Final Fantasy XIV.
1: The the important thing to remember, and this is especially true for turn 9, is you may still have to do mechanics.
0: Um, and this yes. is
1: especially true in turn 9's case, because turn 9 will just straight up murder you if you don't. Mm-hmm. And the same is also kind of true for um, Alexander 8, if you decide to try and do the savage version. But the non-savage versions, I think people are actually kind of still running. But doing them unsync is kind of a cool thing to do now. Just level up to 70 and do them unsync because it's easier and quicker.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: To give an example, uh, me and two other people did Shiva the Shiva Extreme Fight, which is a level 51, and we did it with three people.
0: All right. That's what I like. So
1: but you can't tank, solo them a... yet, huh? Uh, I have come very close to soloing Shiva and Titan. Uh, I've also soloed several of the level 50 dungeons. Nice. But the level 60 ones are just a little bit too much mm-hmm. right now. It's a little bit like how you could basically solo uh, the raids, like two expansions behind you in World of Warcraft.
0: Well, except that you can't yet.
1: Well, some of them you can.
0: No, I meant in this game, right?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, there have been... I mean, paladins do have a lot of defensive capabilities and a self-heal. Um, and I know Titan Extreme has been soloed, I believe, at level 60. So someone doing it at level 70 is hardly beyond the realm's possibility. Cool.
0: Well, let's see. So... Oh, what about the crystal tower thing? Is that... Not worth doing? Or?
1: Crystal Tower is the twenty-four man one. Okay. People will occasionally—you can't unsync those. You can only queue for oh, them. Okay, but there will be still be people occasionally doing them for uh, things like relic quests and stuff like that. So um, it seems to be the best time to get that. Apparently, is uh, Sunday evenings. Oh, that's. And you sometimes get enough people through. That's oh, raid the night. <laughs> yeah, but the fact that you're a tank means that you might actually, you know, get. Somewhere. I, the, only, the only thing I could be testers. better
0: would be a healer, right? So,
1: uh, it depends on which ones in need. To be honest. Right.
0: So, are, so are you doing? Uh, are you? Do, let's see. You said the raid was Alexander, or did you say something else? No, nah, the, the
1: Alexander. Uh, Alexander was the main eight-man raid in uh, Heaven's Wood. Oh, really I'm sorry. Um, what about in Stormwood?
0: You have the two um,
1: prime. You have the
0: two extremes, like the Lakshmi and whatever the heck the other one is. Susano. Susano. everyone calls him Susan. Susan, Susan, and Lakshmi, and then there is a raid on top of that, or it's just those two. Yep,
1: there's there's a raid on top of that. It's it's it's, it's basically structured the same way as Alexander was. What's so that, that raid
0: Do you really want to know? Oh, is it a spoiler to know the name of it?
1: Yeah. Oh, given well, where the... you are in the story, it kind of is. Oh well, don't tell me that. All right. So. There is one major question, though. Oh. Do you like Final Fantasy V? Yeah. You're going to love it. Yeah. Um,
3: hey, I saw. Because there's Cryo uh,
0: chick- in this game or something. Enkidu. <laughs> there's, oh, yeah, yeah. there's a lot
1: of FF5 references in this game. <laughs> well, yeah, outside of the ff six ones, ones and all of the other stuff, you're going to be running into a fair number of Final Fantasy six ones ones in um, Heavenswood. Oh, Okay. Well, I mean, given that there are three optional fights literally called the Warring Triad. You know? You know, those those things from Final Fantasy VI. Look, we're, we're doing things. The Warring Triad. No. You know, the three statues that oh, moves out of position the to war. The War of the, the Magi? World. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so all three of them are bosses in oh, hour 14. Cute. Cool. Complete with Final Fantasy VI remix music. Ooh. Excellent. Ooh, is, it dancing?
2: is it Dancing Mad?
1: No, Aww. no. the uh, the main the the remix theme is the standard Final Fantasy VI boss battle theme.
0: I love and it. Then all, you you, all, you, want all, all, remax,
1: you want them to you want to remix like a half hour song, Kelly. <laughs>
2: yeah. And
1: then uh, the all three of the all three of those fights. Um, so Sephiroth, Zervan and Sophia—the original names for the three Warring Triad members. Oh. Uh, are all, all have their own unique themes as well.
3: Our lawn is being mowed.
0: Is it Arlon or their lawn? Eh, well, whatever. Arlon. Cool. So, I have plenty more 14 to play. And you're still playing 14, Alice. Even though you're kind of done with the content, huh?
1: Um, hey, I've got other things to level.
0: Oh, other jobs? You're going to level all the jobs?
1: Or you, yeah, why not? Working or are you on gonna samurai? work on
0: being an Omnicrafter, Maybe.
1: I am a terrible crafter. Oh, I have alchemist at like fifty-two, and that's <laughs> it. <laughs> What's up with that? Not not a fan of the crafting. Um, it's not that I'm not a fan of it. It just takes some time investment that I'm sort of you know
3: uninterested in making.
1: No, at the moment, anyway. Mm. Hey, maybe if I run out of other things to do.
0: It doesn't sound like you're close to that.
3: <laughs> no. Mm.
0: Are you going to play any more 14, Anna? Are you going to stick with it? Are you going to yeah. get to Stormblood? Yeah. You're going to get to Stormblood this week? No. Oh.
3: But I no, will you're get to Stormblood.
0: Sure you will. We shall see.
3: Okay.
0: Kelly, you... Uh, Wait, who's next? Who are we talking about? It ain't I don't me. know, Kelly. What else are you playing?
2: Um, I've been binging a lot of WoW lately. Wow! Because, <laughs> yeah. Well, they put in. I mean, they did they did do this recently, but they've put in a lot of stuff to help you kind of catch up on alts with like with artifact power and getting like level forty artifact power almost instantly.
4: Whoa.
2: Which kind of helps with doing. Um, post 110 stuff, so I dusted off my alliance mount. Well, w- let me back this up real quick. I rolled a new mount just new mount? for the hell of it on um, you rolled the, the horde new mount? side. No, I'm sorry. I rolled a new monk.
0: She rides her alts around, actually. Okay, yes. so that, yeah, they are mounts. I,
2: I, I rolled a new monk on the tauren or on the horde side. that's a female horde tauren time. that I named I named Fizzle Beef. Fizzle Beef, and if anybody gets that subtle MSTK, MST3K reference, I commend you. But I realized that I kind of wanted to run around on the tiger at low level, so then I dusted off my alliance mount and started. Your alliance got him. Mount? To, no, my alliance. Sorry, I cannot talk today. My alliance monk.
0: I'm just imagining so, like. Uh, um, a tauren riding a gnome around
2: that would be hilarious but no my alliance monk so that I could get him to 110 so that I could get the tiger class mount so then on the horde side while I'm low level I could run around on the tiger
0: mm.
2: and I just now got that okay <clears throat> And I forgot how much I love playing monk because it's pretty much like having a beat 'em up in WoW.
0: So you I just love their, spam buttons.
2: Yeah, I love their spinning crane kicks and stuff like that. Alright. And then I don't know which class mode I want to go for next. I'm kind of leaning towards um, doing rogue so that I can get the raven.
3: I hear they do it from behind.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I've been playing that. That was kind of my entire 4th of July weekend was just running around on my monk leveling and doing quests and stuff like that. And I'm glad that it only took me a week to do the entire quest chain that it took to get my class mount on my monk. And then I've been playing that. And then for JRPG July, I decided to finally try to get through Tales of Zestria.
4: Oh. Does the story
2: ever clean. pick up in that game?
0: I don't know. I forget where I stopped. I never finished.
3: Did you even start Systeria? I yeah, don't think so.
0: Zestiria's the one I played. Are, are you that's here? the one yeah, that's the one where you're like, um the uh shepherd. What they, you're the shepherd, yeah.
3: Oh, and you can the see shep- the things that no one else can see?
0: Yeah, and, and then there's your friend who's the flame spirit, but she won't tell you the truth because she made a vow not to tell you anything that's useful for you know, story revelation purposes later.
1: <laughs> all that um, stuff. <laughs> hey, all I can say is after finishing Zesteria, is yes, I did enjoy it. Berseria kind of was better. What? Yeah, I. I'm sorry, you just said you finished Zesteria and Zesteria was better.
3: No, Br- B- Berseria.
1: Berseria. Oh, okay. You know, the, you know the prequel. Oh. Goodness.
2: Yeah, that, that's what I've heard, but it's like I. I've played every Tales game and that's come out in English. I feel like I have to finish this. And before the character, or before you got a character switch, I thought that the story was kind of picking up and now it's dull again.
1: I think, the, it, I think to me, I think it does pick up again. It uh, kind of takes a little while. Um, okay, yeah. the, the music is definitely worth finishing the game for.
2: Okay. The
1: music. And I... I <laughs> I will hey, say it's Goshina. Come on.
2: Right. I will say that I do like Rose better than Alicia. I think Rose is kind of a better character. She's funnier and perkier and
1: stuff yeah, like she, that. She is like the def she is like the definition of, of like perky secondary character.
2: But I mean, I've heard that a lot of people don't like this game because they wanted Alicia to be the waifu oh, of the game.
1: That uh that post game D L C scenario is all for them.
2: Ah. Uh, I mean, not that I'm going to play that or anything, because I don't care. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm trying to get through Zestria, through JRPG for JRPG July, and I think I'm about a third of the way through the game, if the fact is any indication. I just haven't played it much this week because I got sucked back into WoW pretty hard.
4: Pretty hard.
2: And then as for my portable game, I've been kind of going through Ever Oasis, which I see that that Anna beat, and I just cleared the third dungeon.
4: Yeah,
0: Hmm. Anna just destroyed that game.
3: It was fun. I mean, I had two days where I had nothing to do but play that game. So I think I probably put 10 hours into that game, just at least eight hours on Monday and Tuesday into that game. So I think I played half of it on those two days.
2: That is a charming little game, and it is certainly a hidden gem on the 3DS that I don't think is going to get a lot of attention.
0: Because it's and boring and generic. I played, I played it Charmed. for a few hours of it, and I just found it to okay. be um,
4: okay, that, so that basic. Game.
2: Chris, that game starts out really slow. Uh-huh. Once you get to Oasis Level Eight, where it unlocks oh, okay. the fast travel, <laughs> no, I, I, you get it pretty fast. Oasis Level I mean, Eight. It's... I was a Level Three when I stopped. Four.
0: Was I what, okay. four? Okay, yep. she knows. It,
2: it's... <laughs> this isn't like a Final Fantasy thirteen thing where people say, "Oh, give it twenty hours, it'll get good." No, I, th- I, I think it can is. Get...
3: It's, you can't get drag- to Oasis. It definitely has Dragon Quest Seven syndrome.
2: Yeah. When you get to Oasis level eight and you get the ability to fast travel throughout the entire Oasis and not just your home, that helps things a lot. And you also get the ability to mass update all of the shops. With Here's one my block. problem,
0: Kelly. You're talking about f- fixes to the systems I didn't have a problem with. I didn't mind doing the leveling up of my town. That's the fun part. That's where I make myself stronger. I like to hack and become overpowered in games. Therefore, I like investing time in making myself and my town stronger. What was boring to me is the combat and the dungeoning. It's just like, oh, I'm running around. Whack, 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 whack. Mm." Yeah,
3: it gets harder faster.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah, the combat could use some improvements. It is a little dull and clunky.
3: Think um, it's clunky, but I definitely do think that it's basic. I mean it it's Zelda Light. It's not Zelda like, it's Zelda Light. I mean,
0: it has a dodge roll. Yeah. Right? So and trust something... me,
3: you have to start using that a whole lot. Oh,
0: well, I was already using it a bunch, but so that's the right way. I don't want my yeah. HP bar going down at all.
2: No, if if I do have a complaint about the game and the combat as a whole, it's my god, make me Figure out what characters I need for a dungeon and let me stick with those.
0: Have we explained how this game works for folks? Not really. Can somebody who's an expert explain it?
3: Oh, does that mean me? I think so, yeah. All right. So the game has kind of two distinct portions to it that are that get intertwined together. So you have an oasis, which is like a little town. And um, people come to visit if you satisfy certain prerequisites. And that can be sleep four time, four, for oh, four Oh, let's days. be
0: honest. Most of the prerequisites are just
3: progressing the story. No. <laughs> uh, so there's some that are I mean, build People will just start
0: keeping going along as long as you're doing what the story tells you to That's do. That's not
3: true. Oh. You can and will bottleneck. Oh, all right. Because <laughs> I, kn- I know because I did.
0: So how did you find out what you needed to do then? <clears throat> So, and I keep cutting you off when you're trying to tell me what you need to do
3: can you shut up for two minutes and let me talk
0: excellent yeah I can do that <laughs>
3: <laughs> alright I will
0: totally let you speak now
3: I think we, uh, I think we need to pause the podcast so I can go over there and like <laughs> stick a socket in his <laughs>
0: alright go for it I'm moving the mic away
3: okay I've moved it away you move the, you move away from the mic so you can breathe. <gasps> I don't, I think he's holding his breath. All right, so as you progress through the game, some of the content is locked behind story, but the majority of it is locked behind doing the things that the, that build up the village. And so for some villagers, it's really simple. You meet them out in the wild, you tell them that there's an oasis and they show up. And that's as simple as some of the earlier characters. As you progress through the game, you get characters that require um, either items that are dropped by enemies, or they want you to go out and kill a specific enemy, they want you to kill a specific type of enemy a certain amount of times, Um, they might want you to have certain shops within your oasis, and they have to actually be planted, you can't just have the person that runs the shop in your town. So I actually ran into a problem because I don't have enough space in my town to have all of my bloom booths out. And someone came to town that wanted, like, drums and whistles and I forget the third thing. It was all uh, instruments. And the problem, yeah, was, the problem was is I didn't have all those shops down. So then I had to, like, um, you know, figure out which of my balloon booths that I could temporarily pull up and put down the ones that he wanted. And then did I want to go back and pull them back up and put the balloon booths that I previously had there?
2: Yeah, that part of the game, managing and managing them and managing like who you want in your garden can be a little bit tricky.
3: It is because um the way that the and so as you unlock more people to come live in your oasis, and you don't just get seedlings who run the bloom booths, but you also get um three different animal races which are um Drock and Circuit and uh shoot. What are the bunny people called?
2: Oh, it's it's L something. Jazz Jackrabbit.
3: Lagora yeah so Drock Circa right. and Lagora as they move into town they will not grow shops so they won't be bloom booth owners but you can send them away on expeditions and expeditions are a great way to gather up the items that you need to restock the shops and as you restock the shops you gain favor with the the bloom booth keepers and then they will give you quests to upgrade their booths and as they upgrade their booths they offer more items for sale and then you have to restock those with more materials you get from expeditions or just running around and killing stuff yourself and so it kind of creates this like really satisfying um town building cycle of like a new person moves in i figure out what they want i roll them into the existing activities and they in turn will bring someone else to town either through a rumor or through like their um the thing that they bring to town so like I, I ended up bottlenecking myself um, in that I couldn't figure out how to trigger the person who would open the veil shop to come to town. And I had like four or five people that um, either they specifically wanted the veil shop or they, after they put their booth down, they in turn would have someone else come to town. So finally, finally, I can't even remember what I did, but finally the veil person came to town and I was like, I have to finish their quest immediately. And I did and then it was like, bam, like 10 characters all showed up back to back to back.
2: Yeah, and the problem that I've been encountering is that because the game is so new and because not a lot of people are, are, aren't are playing it, trying to find information when you're stuck can be like, very difficult.
0: So yes. how did you get through the harder parts, Anna? Just randomly?
3: Uh, I kind of beat my head against them until I figured it out. Mm. Um, for the most part, the game does a really good job of providing information to you you just have to know where to look for it and that can that can mean digging around in a few different places so like for example um, one of the things that the game provides you is it does tell you how to get ingredients for the bloom booths but it only does it in the screen where you are doing a mass restock of all the booths if you go to a booth and are like, hey, I want to restock you, but I don't know where to get brittle parsley, there's no way to check it from there. At least not that I saw.
4: Huh.
2: I think if you go to a bloom booth like in the UI, you might be able to hit the Y button and see, but I'm not 100% sure.
3: That's possible. I don't think I ever checked there.
2: It
0: sounds like once you have a mask screen, that's what you're going to use anyway. So. For the most yeah.
3: part. Um, And, of course, there's, like, systems upon systems in this game that they all sound very complex when you explain them all at once, but because they're doled out to you on a regular basis, you kind of get used to having them. So they introduce a garden, and then you can put someone in there as a gardener, and then you get a second garden, and then you get a second tree, and then you get a third garden, and then you get, like, up to six trees. And different... um, So seedlings are the only people that can maintain the garden so you either have to have them in a bloom booth or doing the garden and that's a deliberate choice you have to make um, and different seedlings get different bonuses um, to what they're growing so there's some seedlings that they're the best thing that they grow is is seeds which you have to give to them um, but there are other seedlings that it's like the best thing that they grow is fruit or nuts from those trees um, some seedlings grow herbs the best etc etc
0: So here's a whole aspect you haven't explained. Combat, or the way you you level up and equip people, is different for seedlings versus the monster races.
3: Right. So in terms of seedlings, you can either have them work in a bloom booth, work in the garden, or come with you as you explore. And seedlings are equipped um, by you before you leave the oasis. However, if you have a drak or a Circa or a lagora in your party they automatically choose their own equipment based on your story progression and their level and the number of explorations that they've done. Expeditions, I should say.
0: So that makes it difficult to figure out what you should be doing combat-wise. Right. (laughs) It's like if you take a seedling that you have more control over, now their shop isn't running. So,
3: (laughs) And so there's also uh, a weapon pentagon there's oh, there's like five different types of weapons so there's swords and there's uh, bolas and there's bows and there's spears and there's hammers and there's double blades so six and each of those weapons
0: that would be a hexagon
3: thank you mm-hmm. and each of those weapons are strong against a different type of enemy so like swords are really good against beasts which is the first thing that you kind of start to face Um, But there are also weapons that are weak, that are strong against snake animals and birds and chaos creatures. It's a snack. 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 Or armored uh, armored enemies. And so not only do weapons have strengths, but as you level up characters and seedlings, you level them up by leveling up their bloom booths. You, you, sorry, you, you unlock new abilities for them by leveling up their Bloom Booths. For the monster races, you get new abilities by just leveling them up, period. Um, and those can unlock some really cool things. So, like, um, I had characters that they fought best during the day. They did, like, an extra 50% damage during the day. But I had two um, Lagora that were Night Fighters. So they actually did their best damage after six, between 6 p.m. and 6 a.m. Oh, and there's a day-night cycle.
0: (laughs) A frustrating day-night cycle.
3: Well, yes and no.
0: Ah, you can't go to bed yet, Anna. Sorry.
3: So you can only go to bed when it is nighttime, which means you can go to bed. If you take too long to go to bed, you can't go to bed anymore. (laughs) Right, but the game does, at 6 a.m., roll over to the next day, and it acts just as if you had gone to sleep. All right, good. So you're not missing out if you don't go to sleep. But
0: if you're like, you have literally nothing else to do, but it's not late enough, you can't advance to the next At day. At the
3: same time, there is never really a point where Oh, you there have...
0: is where I am.
3: Oh, no, Chris. You should have gone out and started farming I don't cactuses. need that many cactuses. You do. <laughs> I have so out many, of many extra so easily. Because the next time that you your oasis leveled up, you would start unlocking crafting, and uh. you need cactus stuff. For all of the starting crafting, particularly... I had crafting. Potions.
0: Oh, I didn't, I didn't need potions.
3: You will need them.
0: Yeah, you will.
3: And like the first four nope, booths I'm that you open I'm not playing that game. Up, I don't need... <laughs> the first like four blue booths that you open up all require some sort of cactus thing. Mm-hmm. Or you can go out and get leopard fur. Or you could go out and explore and find a new seedlings. Because not every seedling... Or not every person that comes to your oasis comes via a rumor. As you explore through new areas, there will just be people there that are hanging no out there. There no new areas for me to explore yet. I actually kind of doubt that. You
2: you have to look pretty. Um, some of the caves are kind of tucked away, but they're there. Yeah. Oh,
3: okay. Did you know that there's like five exits out of that starting area alone?
2: <coughs>
0: no. Yeah. I didn't know I was allowed to leave the starting area.
3: No, no, no. So there are five different places to go to within the starting area.
0: Yeah, I only had four.
3: Yeah. And did you go through all of them?
0: Uh, Yeah, to the extent that I could. There were some places that were locked for story reasons. Okay. And I I just, like I said, like we commented earlier, I needed to progress the story more. And it's a slow start. And I need to get to Oasis 8. And I bet you all this stuff you're talking about would kick in.
3: So um, I, I, I will definitely say that game has like a drudgingly slow start. It does. That is like the key weakness of the game is holy crap, it takes forever to get started. But combat. So you go out into the wilderness with a three-person party, and that can be any combination of seedlings, drox, circa, lagora. Um and you can very easily switch between characters with the up button on the D-pad. And so you can control any of the three characters that you want. Um, There's a lock on system. It is very Zelda light. There's a lock on system, and when things die, they drop items. And um, when you go back to the oasis, you gain experience. And so then your characters level up and unlock new attack combos. So, as you love, when you first start out, you can do A attacks or X attacks. But when you level up or progress through the story, You start to unlock new attack combos, which is, you know, like if you press A a bunch of times or if you press like A, A, X, A, stuff like that.
2: And all of the controllable characters get combos too, not just your main character.
3: Yes. And so also as you level up and progress through the story, you also unlock um, SP abilities. And so SP abilities are a huge variety of things Um, And it's everything from a buff to your characters to a debuff to enemy characters to special attacks that do um, like damage to maybe a different enemy type that your weapon is normally strong against to a stun to a heal to all sorts of stuff. Oh, yes. And every um, seedling has um, one of like six or seven abilities. So, as you go through different uh, dungeons, and I use that term lately because it's kind of like any area with combat, um, there are different abilities that need to be activated to progress through or to get special rewards. So, for example, one of the first seedlings that you get um, can turn into a little pellet. So he jumps onto a pellet flower and he rolls up into a ball, and then he could go through. Um, little teeny tidy holes that lead to new areas. And Once he's there, he could press a button to open the door, for example. Um, there are other seedlings that can um, para glide. So they hop into a paraflower and they jump up and they glide over to a ledge. And that ledge might have a uh, chest on it or it might have a, another button to press. Um, all drock have the ability to reach high up with their spears and activate switches. All um, Sir, uh, is it circuit? Oh my gosh. yeah, like... the one the one eyed guys All circa have the ability to use their hammers to smash rocks, and all Lagora have the ability to use their two to use their dual blades to chop down spider webs. It's cool because one of the things that it does is you can teleport back to your oasis at any time using the aqua warp. And the Aqua Warp is kind of like a bookmark. So if you're in the middle of a dungeon and you realize that you need someone who can put up a leaf wall to continue moving forward in the dungeon, you use the Aqua Warp, you go back to the Oasis, you put that person into your party, and then you Aqua Warp straight back into the dungeon.
0: Well, you forgot about how you have to fix their equipment now.
3: Probably not.
2: Okay. I'm pretty sure it auto-equips so oh, okay. it tends Stuff.
3: to give them the best thing you have in your inventory. And it
0: equips the person you swap out? I hope.
3: That I'm not sure about.
4: Mhm.
3: But it tends but to you- give the person that you swap in the best person that the best item that you have for them in your inventory. So what weapons the other seedlings can use are locked to the type of seedling that they are. So if they're a bola throwing seedling, they will always only equip bolas. But you as the main character can equip swords or um, magic wands or bolas or bows. All so yeah, right.
4: yeah,
3: it sounds super complex when it does, explain it all at so once. does, and it's so not. But it's not. weird.
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean,
3: Adrian... Um, out and very teasingly said on Twitter that this was the best Zelda game that came out this year.
2: Oh. (laughs) Shots fired. Yeah. Uh,
3: And I mean, part of it is he doesn't like Breath of the Wild, but I actually think that in some ways he's kind of right because this game clearly takes a lot of cues from the previous two Zelda games that this, uh, so this is Grezzo. They're the ones that made the 3DS port of uh, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. So, like, the combat is very Zelda-esque. But it is also much more forgiving than Zelda. But the bosses are done basically the exact same way. It reminds no, me no, No, because the bosses more... are
0: not all rule of three things.
3: They start to be very quickly. Oh, okay.
2: Mm. See, it reminds me a lot more of, like, a little bit of Dark Cloud, a little bit of Atelier. Yeah,
3: the, there's
0: more of a Diablo style to the combat of just, like, do lots of damage... Quickly, things rather than get your hit or two in. I don't know; they're numbers. Zelda doesn't have damage numbers, so that's that, that's my big point that I just came to mind, and now I feel stupid for shouting it.
4: <laughs> Hello.
2: If I had to complain about two things about this game, one, the character swapping drives me up the wall, mm-hmm. and two, the um you see a lot of things that clearly you don't have the ability to get to it yet. And because the abilities are kind of so all over the place to me, it doesn't really tell you like, okay, am I going to have to progress the story to get this ability or am I, do I just not have the right dude yet? I don't know if Anna encountered that or not.
3: Sorry. Could you repeat the question, please?
2: Um. I got really annoyed that you run into a lot of things early on in the game that clearly you don't have the corrected ability to get past what it wants you to do yet.
3: Yeah, Um, so there's like those big huge sort of swirly tornado wind uh, sand looking things and you mm -hmm. don't unlock those for like 15 hours into the game.
2: Yeah. Um, and there the- was that, and the spider webs were driving me up the wall until I finally found on the game facts that it's like no, you don't get that until much later.
3: Yeah, yeah, you get that super late, um, and they they do an almost good job of kind of hinting at those to you, but the problem is is they do a poor job of denoting those things on the 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 screen so you don't
0: know where to go back to get them all do you
3: right so Mm -hmm. i mean like if you're looking up information on a dungeon and you can do that on a couple different screens um when you look at the dungeon it will say there's like a little um section that will say like that will show you icons like pellet and leaf wall and the wand and a paratrooper etc but it doesn't tell you if you need um a spear or a hammer
2: yeah, and one of the points that I got stuck horribly, it was in one spot where you needed a wand to get past, because you needed a wand to light up a room, and nothing in the game up until that point gave you any sort of tutorial on wands.
3: Yeah, so the dilemma there is that they they oopsied on that one, um, because you can find optional content that requires a wand before you run into the main content that requires a wand and when Mm -hmm. you run into the main content that requires a wand it does explain to you how it works okay so that is is an actual problem with the game
0: hey we found one
3: well and it's slow dismally slow start (sighs) Yeah, I mean the game isn't perfect, but I had a ton of fun with it. Oh,
0: you explained that when you said it was Grezzo, but
3: it was also um, div- uh, the main producer was Ishi. Who's the, that? The t- uh, the, um, the 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 Mana person. Secret of Mana, Legend of Mana.
4: Okay.
2: I mean, throughout all of its faults and quirks, it is an insanely charming game, and I, I really recommend it to anybody that wants kind of a relaxed town-building hidden gem, for sure.
3: So yeah, I think that's Ever Oasis.
2: Yeah. Did you play anything else, Kelly? No, that was pretty much it.
3: I played something else.
0: What'd you play, Anna?
3: I played My Q. My Q? What yeah. is My Q? My Q. Hang on. Let me get the full title of this. Did you
0: actually finish that?
3: I did. Oh, my gosh. I finished it on July uh, on June 30th so that I could start Ever Oasis for 2020 right. July. So I finished it between our last two podcasts. Oh, my gosh. When
0: did you finish that uh, Neptunia game?
3: Um, The day of our last podcast. Oh. So, um, my cue, Labyrinth of Death, um, is a first-person dungeon crawler for people that don't play first-person dungeon crawlers. What does that mean? Um, it's much easier than a, than a typical dungeon crawler. So, like, remember how early this year, where I was playing Demon Gaze and Dungeon Travelers 2, and I was oh, like... Oh, the
0: experience games,
3: yeah. <sighs> that I loved the concept, but... They were driving me insane. Um, Demon Gaze is just really hard. I
0: remember one of those I had to sit there with the map and read it for you. Yeah, that was Demon Gaze. Yeah.
3: Ugh. I just, I could not handle that. That was like a level of challenge that I just was not prepared for or interested in. I um, mean, Dungeon Travelers 2 was fine. It wasn't too hard. It was just kind of boring. There was nothing different about it. Is that the
0: one that's all... Um,
3: titties? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> and so it, it was fine. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't good. So I decided not to play it. But I was like, oh, there's all of these dungeon crawlers on the Vita. I have to find one that I like. There's got to be one that I like. Because I really like the Criminal Girl series. And I really like Etrian Odyssey. So it's not that I dislike dungeon crawlers. It's that I need to find one that clicks with me. And so I played Ray Gigan earlier in the year and I had a ton of fun with that. I even platinumed it. Um which is not
0: like as that's not meant for easiness. Is no, it, it isn't. So that one's just better.
3: Yeah. It just for whatever reason it clicked with me and I was like I can do this even if it's hard. So I I was looking up sort of I I made a little section on my um, you know, master list of games for 2017 about all the dungeon crawlers that I wanted to try. And I was like, well, my queue is the most recent one, so I'll try it. And we bought it on sale like a couple weeks ago in a flash sale. And so the kind of premise of the game is um, humans escaped the earth because they completely screwed it up <laughs> and they settled on this artificial planet. Um, but for whatever dumb reason, they decided that they would make it so that the planet had to be wound every X number of years. And so okay. um, because of the way that this planet was constructed, certain people are born with magical abilities. Oh, goodness. Yeah. And so their magical ability is that they can connect with artificial life forms called guardians.
0: This is my cue we're talking about? Yes. Okay.
3: And so um, at the start of the story, everybody gets a guardian stone and has their own guardian. But slowly but surely, everybody's guardian stone breaks except yours. Uh huh. Um, But you keep gathering up guardians. So you're like, no problem. I'll just loan you a guardian. And so you kind of go from like five individual girls kind of doing their own thing to like a singular party of five. And so you have to go through these different towers. And at the end of the tower, there's a spring where you get a blessing. And once you've been blessed, you can go... Um, down underneath the um, temple and wi- rewind oh, the world.
0: Why are you spoiling the game, Anna?
3: That's like the first five minutes, Chris. Oh, okay. Like, they literally tell you, hey, this is the entire plot of the game.
0: Oh.
3: Um, so pri- Spoilers! Plot twist! There's a bad guy that doesn't want you to re- <gasps> no! rewind the No! So he interferes with you regularly. During the story, and there's kind of a hilarious plot twist near the end that I didn't see coming. But I don't want to spoil it because it's kind of hilarious.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, so don't.
3: So yeah, it is a first-person dungeon crawler, kind of like um, Etrian Odyssey, um, where you kind of walk through a dungeon from square to square. The map fills itself out. It fills itself out um there are traps and tricks to each dungeon so like one of them has like a one of them's a cold dungeon so it has like a sliding mechanic um and one of them's a hot dungeon and so you have to go like around the flames or douse them um there are some dungeons that have um what are essentially FOEs that you have to beat um and so like there are gargoyle statues and you can technically get around most of them at least to start but eventually you do have to start fighting some of them and they're much more challenging fights than in everything else in the dungeon. Um, there are multiple elements. And so each of your guardians have an, uh, the element that they're associated with and one companion element that they're also strong in. And so you can put gems into their core that augment those uh, those elements. And you put um, seeds on your um, girls and they augment whatever elements um, So the seeds also have elements and those augment um, the guardian you have, providing that they match. And each guardian has a left arm and a right arm. And depending on how you equip them, you can do different abilities. And so what I did is, is um, by the end of the game, I had found a pair of arms that um if you uh, Wait,
0: wait. A pair of arms. Yeah. Anna, that's a Switch game. I know. That's different.
3: So, I I I found a set of arms that if you equipped two of the same on left and right, you would get an ability that did 10 attacks, 10 smaller attacks. And then what I did is I loaded up that guardian with gems that allowed um them to attack multiple times in a turn. So, anywhere from 2 to 5 times in a turn. Yeah. So, um there was a chance that I could do up to 50 attacks in one turn. Okay. So that kind of decimated everything. Did it? Oh, yeah. And that ability, not only did it do 10 attacks, but it did 10 attacks that were divided between two to five enemies.
0: <laughs> so you just destroyed that game by the end of it.
3: Yeah. By the time <laughs> that I realized that combination... Um, I could take on, like, basically any enemy, except if they were, like, completely resistant to wood, which, like, nothing is. Mm. Particularly none of the bosses. So I beat most bosses in two rounds, which was one round of buffing and then one round of attacks. Mm. Well done. So, yeah, I broke that game real good, real quick
0: feels good, right?
3: It did. Mm -hmm. Um, My only sort of complaint, air quote complaint, is that in the middle of the game, there's a huge difficulty spike. Um, So basically, uh, I was at level 25, and I couldn't beat the the boss that I was going up against. Um, And part of it was I didn't have enough materials and money to either um, craft new arms or buy new arms or um, buy upgrades. And so what I did is... um, I have a feeling that they knew that this was a point of uh, pain because there was like a very specific place that I could go right outside of a teleport point and I could put on a monster um, lure and basically walk back and forth and kill things. And I basically went for 25 to 35 in less than two hours. Wow. So I just like popped on Netflix and grinded for a couple of hours.
0: Netflix and grind.
3: Netflix and grind. (laughs) So, yeah, I had a lot of fun. It was very lighthearted. It was not too hard. Um, When you are defeated as a party, um, you just go back to the end. That's it. Oh, that's not bad. You lose nothing. Oh. And you don't get a game over, which was the nicest thing, because every once in a while, I would go into a new area and not be familiar with the enemies, so not know how to address them, like, um, which guardians that I needed and which arms that I needed for their weaknesses, and so I would get kind of raffle stomped when I first moved into a new area. Also, there are in every dungeon there is one particular enemy that's harder than everything else around it, and so figuring out how to either to run away from those or how to beat them um, is super important. And I was a little slow at the uptake for those. But yeah, overall, I had a lot of fun with it. It did take me very long to finish it. I think it took yeah twenty three hours is what I have on my spreadsheet. So that's no. what I've been playing.
0: You haven't finished any other games when I wasn't looking, have you? Um, you tend to do that.
3: Yeah, so I finished Rebirth 3 V Generation right after the last podcast we had two weeks ago. And then mm-hmm. I played MyQ and I finished that. And mm-hmm. I played Ever Oasis. Next. And, and
0: you finished that. Uh huh. What's next? Um, oh, we'll get to that at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly, you're done, right? Yes. Yep. And then Alice, you've been playing anything other than 14?
1: Um, so... During the uh, Steam Summer Sale, uh, David bought me Orion the Blind Forest. Ah, okay. Now, that game is really good. And hard. I mean, yeah, oh, yeah, it's really hard, but it's also really good. Yeah, so. I mean, it's by far one of the best 2D games I've ever played. I know. And I would say I haven't quite finished the first one just yet, but. Um, I'm pre- I know I'm pretty close to the end at this point. Oh, it's just so pretty. <laughs> it does I even bought nice the soundtrack to. as well. Oh, there you go. Well, the soundtrack's really good. So, um, yeah, that the game's good. That's a Metroidvania, right? Yeah, yeah, but hard. It's a really good Metroidvania. Yeah. <laughs> and it's also really hard, but either way, okay. I mean, I think I've died. Maybe 450 times?
2: Is it the platforming that's harder or the combat?
1: Oh, uh, the platforming by far. Okay. The combat is easy uh, when you get, kind of figure out a couple of the tricks and unlock a specific ability that allows you to redirect projectiles. Okay. Hey,
0: speaking is... of projectiles, have you
1: launched any in space recently? No. Ugh. I have been launching (sighs) projectiles at something. What? Oh, because I've been playing Sniper Elite 4. Ah! You've been shooting people in the crotch, haven't you? Uh, That was coincidentally how I got my first achievement,
0: yes.
1: (laughs) There is an achievement for incapacitating someone and then shooting them in the balls. (laughs) Of course. Now, Now, bear in mind, Sniper Elite... Has kind of always been the game series where they incorporated that wonderful technology that they included in the more recent uh, Mortal Kombat games.
0: <laughs> you can so, see uh, the bones be shot through and the muscles break, and yeah, or oh the, yeah, or the
1: testicles oh, yeah. explode. <laughs> or the testicles explode, yeah, when you when you shoot them with a high mm-hmm. velocity sniper round.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it's lovely. Yeah, so uh, I what I've realised is. Um, in my sort of one man war against the Third Reich, is I really hate eyeballs. You hate what? Like eyeballs. Oh, eyeballs. Okay. So you've been yeah, shooting a I lot just of seem eyeballs. Sh- yeah. Yeah, I seem to shoot like an extraordinary number of people through the eyes.
0: Hmm.
4: Okay.
1: I I don't know why.
0: Uh, yeah, I should probably talk to someone about it.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Uh, the best thing I've done so far is um, my unintentional triple kill
0: oh, where,
1: what? With, with one bullet.
0: Oh, so like uh, in a movie where someone sh- shoots a Luger and kills three
1: people. Not quite. Uh-huh. I, I shot one guy. The bullet kept on going and hit another guy. And then somehow I killed the third person. And I actually had to go over and loot the bodies to realize how the third person has died. Uh, it turned out the second guy was in the process of throwing a grenade <laughs> so he okay. dropped it and killed a third guy and that counted
2: oh, that's awesome
1: I, uh, you, it is also if you catch someone uh from behind it is possible to shoot the grenade on their belt that works which, course, okay uh, which of course explodes it yeah take that. it's just something so uh, there's just something rather fun about it
0: mm-hmm Oh, I, I call me a simple enjoy person. that game,
1: yeah. Yeah, it. I personally, it's better than the third one. Okay. The third one was was alright. Don't get me wrong, but the I don't know the levels just seem a little bit more expansive in the fourth one, which is kind of funny considering the third game was set in North Africa and the fourth game is set in Southern Italy. But whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah, that doesn't add up, right? <laughs> no,
1: nope, no, it doesn't.
0: Oh well. You playing anything else? Uh, that's about it. So uh, all right, so no Eurobeat boat dodging, no Not projectile deliveries. Well, other than the sniping ones. Yeah, the sniping ones. Fair enough. Okay, well, I think does that bring us up through now what we're playing, Anna?
3: I think so. Oh, is it time for news? Beep 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 beep. beep, beep, beep. beep. Hey, Nintendo announced the Super Nintendo Mini. What? They announced so, a thing everybody knew they were going to announce? Okay, okay. Quick straw poll. Okay. SNES or SNES?
0: Um, I used to say Super Nintendo. SNES. Yes. yes. But now I just say SNES. I used to be offended by SNES, but then <laughs> at some point my mind changed, and I don't know when.
3: All right. So relevant to gamers. Uh, The SNES Mini comes packed with Earthbound, Final Fantasy 3 SNES, so that's six in regular numbering, Mm -hmm. Um, Link to the Past, Super Mario RPG, and Secret of Mana. And I like whoever wrote this blurb because... maybe that was me <laughs> maybe with any luck nintendo will make more than four of these things so that someone on staff can obtain one without having to sell a body part or their first born child
2: <laughs> that that was me being salty <laughs> because um the main reason why i want this is for a legit Starbucks too.
3: yeah so yeah there's actually RPG-related. a reason to buy this now yeah. and that's mm-hmm.
0: weird
4: so not gonna... it's
3: the first time that um Star Fox 2 will be released everywhere. It it was a completely unreleased game up until now.
0: I bet you can find the the ROM.
3: You, you can. can, but
2: they they actually I think this was like the one that was going to go gold or something that isn't wasn't leaked online. Yeah. And I they might have just went in and kind of cleaned up the last bit of bugs or whatever.
3: So the version that's out there is different from the version on the Super Nintendo. Oh and yeah. SNES Mini. So
0: what's the one that the
2: creators were streaming?
3: The the one that's on the SNES Mini. How do okay. Hmm.
2: But yeah, I've got alerts set up in Amazon Best Buy and Walmart to tell me when this thing goes live. So this UK. thing is but not I, pre
0: pre orderable yet, right?
2: Correct. And it probably no, not in the US. In the UK it was.
3: And so there's been a lot of controversy because basically these things popped up on eBay, except in the U.S. Um, so they popped up particularly on eBay UK because the way that it works is eBay US, like three or four years ago, made it so that you couldn't put up for pre-order anything that was more than a month out. But the U.S. was the only place that they did that. Um, and so like as soon as people were able to start pre-ordering the SNES Mini um, in the UK, like huge lots of them started showing up on eBay. And for some, for for whatever dumb reason, um, Nintendo UK, along with a couple of other places, were allowing you to pre-order more than one per order. So the nice thing is, is eBay has gone and taken down essentially all of those auctions Um, and Nintendo UK has cancelled every order that had more than one of them pre-ordered, and I I can't remember if Game did the same or not. So, they are at least making strides to make this a little more readily available to non-scalpers.
2: And they have come out and said that they're going to produce significantly more of these, but they also said that it's only going to be a 2017 thing. So... Hope is raised, and then hope's taken away. Hopes are dashed. Uh, But I'm hoping that we'll be able to get one of these, just because, like I said, legit Star Fox 2, and the fact that it's got some of my favorite RPGs on there.
3: So, do you want this, Chris? No. Okay. Do you want this, Alice?
1: Um, I'm not sure.
2: I am not not going to be devastated if I don't get my hands on one. But I'm going to at least put in an effort to get my hands on one. Cool.
3: So what else? Um, Story of Seasons, Trio of Town, um, Nintendo of Europe announced that it is coming out in October. No mention of Multi-Five or physical release at this time. So you don't have a European 3DS, right, Alice?
1: Uh, no, I do not.
3: Okay. Um, Aria, Aria, I don't know how to pronounce this. Capital A-E-R-E, capital A. Um, so Aria is a music-themed action RPG where players control one of four characters, um, Wolf the Harp Archer, Jacques the Cello Knight, Jules the Lute Mage, and Claude the Trumpet Gunner. Um, and Basically, you are pulling together the Floating Isle of an Azer back together by completing a collection of nine primordial instruments. It's available now on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. If you're looking for a box copy, um, there will be a physical release for PS4 only on July 18th. um <laughs> oh no a new compile heart game oh boy you did these notes didn't you kelly
4: she did
3: <laughs> all right so compile heart announced uh their new title death end re Semicolon quest what does that even mean um it's like when they do re Semicolon birth So this ties into the Fairy Fencer F slash Omega Quintet universe um, and is exclusive to PlayStation 4. No release date for Japan, which means no release date at all here. But chances are it'll come over since both Fairy Fencer F and Omega Quintet did. Mm. It'll have a turn-based combat system, including counterattacks, evading, and knockbacks, as well as elementals. Oh sorry, as well as an element where staying too long in the game causes the player to be infected by bugs. Alright, so this is uh, this is like dot hacky, uh-huh. where you jump into a fake world. You okay. play a video game in a video game. Uh, yes, you are playing inside of uh, a right. VR MMORPG.
0: Okay. We're
2: going on sword art.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, D- game- dot hack, we don't mention that one here.
3: Except the dot hack, the second dot hack trilogy is getting re-released here.
0: No, we do mention dot hack. We don't mention sword
4: art.
3: Yes,
0: I don't oh. know why.
3: Um, so the end- Alice has decided. Sort of so the the hook of this game is that you get an email <laughs> from someone who's trapped inside the game. Oh, um, but the game isn't being developed or maintained any further. So so it's they politics. can email you,
0: but they can't email the authorities.
3: Yeah, because reasons. Okay, because plot. Oh yeah yeah. Um, they Compile Heart wait sorry Um, I thought this was Compile Heart but I guess it's Koei Tecmo Um, Koei Tecmo announced a release date for Gust's title Knights of Azure 2 Bride of the New Moon Um, it is coming out um, for PC, PS4 and Nintendo Switch um, for October 24th October 27th of Europe the Vita version was not announced for a Western release um,
2: That's okay. I've got a Switch.
3: Yep. Um, so, this is a follow up to the Knights of Azure taking place in a fictional uh, Damienville city. You uh, play as Elush and her two childhood friends. Um, and basically, you die and are brought back to life as a half demon. Oh boy. So, yeah. I need to play the first one, but I want to pick this up on Switch.
2: The first one was really good. I've raved about it on the stream before.
3: Yeah, so that's the one with the very lesbian storyline, right? Yep. All right. Um, But it's
2: tastefully done. All right. That's the great thing about it. It's not just cheesecake. It's, you know, these people really care about each other.
3: service. Um. So a localization kind of came out of nowhere for Tales of the Rays. Um, Which is an iOS Android title providing an original story featuring characters uh, from past games, uh, past Tales games, as well as new heroes. Um, Basically, it sounds like Fire Emblem Heroes. Um, No release date other than available this summer and features exploration and combat similar to previous Tales entries. So, we'll learn more soon.
2: I, I will probably download it, play it for five minutes, and then forget about it.
3: I I have Tales of Something on my iPad that I've literally never opened. Anyways, um, NIS kind of went crazy at Anime Expo this year. Actually, they they do they've done that for a couple years now. And they announced all the games! Um, first thing they announced is Demon Gaze 2. Coming to Yay! North America and Europe. Demon Gaze. Um PS4 and PS Wait, Vita. Didn't you
0: stop playing that one? Correct. So that's you're the not one happy. that
3: I had I was about to throw the Vita across yeah. the room and you sat down and, uh-huh. and backed me through. Yeah. It.
4: Uh-huh.
3: Um but Mistyano really likes it.
2: I like it too. I love the yeah, first Demon Gaze. I,
3: I am in the minority in that. I do not like Demon Gaze. I got a lot of boo hisses when I decided to quit it on Twitter. Um yeah, so fall twenty seventeen, no uh firmer date than that but you can get a collector's edition on the nisa store um they also announced the longest five minutes um so this had previously been announced for 2017 in north america and europe for vita and pc uh, but now they have announced it for 2018 pc vita and switch Hmm. Um, and sort of the concept of the game, we've talked about this before. It's um, the hero loses his memory just before taking on the final boss. And so you have like the five minutes before defeating the final boss. And so you have to kind of like dive back into your memory to, to remember everything that you've forgotten. So Pascal played it at E3. We have an impression up um, in the story. So go ahead and check it out. Um, in a new announcement, um, Nisa also announced that they will be um, localizing the penny punching princess. Um the Japanese title Punching,
0: not pinching.
3: Penny punching princess. Okay. All
0: right. Punch those pennies.
3: Um so we've covered this before. The loose translation of the of the Japanese title was the princess is money hungry. Um, and it is coming to Vita and Switch in North America on March 20th, 2018. Penny Punching Princess is a capitalistic RPG where players use their fuzz to dis- defeat or otherwise persuade enemies. Um, during the Anime Expo, they also released a new trailer for East Eight Lacrobosa of Data. Um, that one is coming out PS4, Vita, and PC on September 12th. So that is all the Nisa news that you Nisa. didn't think you could handle.
0: I didn't think I could handle that.
3: All right. And then we have editorial stuff.
0: Editorials.
3: So um, as mentioned in our now playing, it is hashtag JRPG July. JRPG
0: July. JRPG July. So you
3: are on Twitter or on Tumblr, feel free to join in on the hashtag. JRPG I post screenshots all the time when I play, so I'm hashtagging lots of things. Um, there's like, I think, uh, almost 50 people that are using the hashtag right now. And so I follow it, and I'm retweeting stuff out of it to the RPGamer Twitter account, so feel free to uh, hashtag JRPG your posts. Um, and we're having a lot of fun with it. So we do a weekly write-up on RPGamer, so watch for that on the Index. Um, we also have a Tokyo Xanadu impression from Mac I believe nope from Alex my bad so this is a Falcom game on the Vita published by um, Axis that came out a couple of weeks ago uh, or sorry last week um, and so he kind of goes over it and what he likes about it what he doesn't like about it um, and so feel free to check that out if you're interested in picking it up um, we also have a review for Victor Varan, and that is by Mac. And so this was not a game that he was intending on playing. Yeah. Um, he how did of, he end up
0: playing this? I he wonder. He
3: kind of picked it up on a lark huh. and um, was playing it through uh, the Vita, so like PS4 to Vita play. And he loved it. So read the review. He goes over um, sort of the pros and cons of it and how it's kind of quirky. Um, we also have an impression for Final Fantasy XII, The Zodiac Age by Pascal. Um, so that game comes out this Tuesday, although a bunch of people in Europe already got their copies. <laughs> they started being delivered on Wednesday. So, uh, yeah, so he kind of goes over his impressions. Um, he. I can't remember if he played the original one. I'm sure he brings in it up. The, in- which one? the The original Final Fantasy
0: XII. Oh, oh! I thought you. I thought you were still on Victor Van. I'm sorry.
3: No, yeah, he did play the original one. He played it right at launch in 2006. Uh, so Final Fantasy XII. He
0: adored the original one. Yeah. Are you crazy? That's like his game, man.
3: All right. We also have a pre-alpha impression of Exor: The Rising. Um. Yeah. So it's super early, um, but he gave it a try. He has some good points and some bad points and things that he. Um hopes they will touch upon um do we have an interview? Who did these notes? there's no link for you.
2: Kelly. I didn't do that oh, okay, okay, I don't
3: Testament know Alex all right, so I'm gonna jump over that briefs no, I'm
0: gonna go to the website and find out
2: right now.
3: Boxers
4: oh boxers
3: briefs,
0: briefs,
2: Paddies. Um. <laughs>
0: it's possible the the interview isn't up yet and let's see square xvs yeah i don't see anything here
3: yeah so i mean they're having a panel today like literally right now oh okay um, maybe it'll post after the panel the the what is it uh japan expo in france so like they announced that near automata characters are coming to final fantasy brave Exvius. But I don't want to go through their Twitter. All right. Briefs. Briefs. Panties. Pant- no. Oh. Boxers?
0: Level 5's The Snack World, Trey Jarres, has been delayed until August in Japan for 3DS. And the smartphone version has been delayed till
3: 2018. <laughs> What's up with
0: that? Uh, um, we have some footage up from Knights of Azure 2. Are you excited for that, Anna? We are You haven't played the first it. one. Oh, okay. We did?
3: Yeah. Oh. In the Nisa section.
0: Oh. Well, fine. Crosscode got a story update on early access. Whatever Crosscode is, what's Crosscode, Anna?
3: Um, I do not know.
0: It is a Steam game. It's a PC game, so I don't. It's an care. RPG. I'm looking at a <laughs> video now. Hey, oh, that looks cool. Go check that out. There's okay. shooting and stuff.
3: Okay.
0: It's like, oh wow, I might actually need to check this out more closely. That looks cool. Monster Hunter World has a 23 minute gameplay demo. If you want to see a lot of the stuff I was able to see behind closed doors um, and it's actually technically a different demo um, as I sat down and watched it all. Um, I noticed they were shown some things that they didn't show in the, in the demos at E3. Um, highly recommend checking out that Monster Hunter World video. Um, lots of good stuff in there if you want to see how this new game is going to shape up. It's so exciting looking and it was amazing because I scrolled down the video page and I don't know if it's still the case but when I checked it out once the video went live all the YouTube comments were positive and I was like what alternative universe am I in that has a bunch of positive YouTube comments but uh, yeah it was pretty amazing this next one's for you Anna isn't it cat quest
3: yeah so this was the one that we were really confused about what systems that it was coming to so initially it was coming to PC and then they announced it for PS4 and switch Mm -hmm. so it's coming to Steam August 8th other platforms to be determined
0: what do you do in cat quest
3: um it's a zelda like oh is it yeah oh yeah look at that
0: you run around oh anna you gotta play this i know oh this looks cute yeah yeah you're gonna I'm play waiting this for
3: the switch version
0: oh is it coming to switch yeah when oh that will make me so happy august 8th uh, no no later so 7- 2017
4: yes
3: okay You I sh- really don't listen
0: uh, no i really don't oh hello sophie <laughs>
3: uh final fantasy 15 has a magical muddy tree on ios now
0: what oh that terrible game <laughs> oh my gosh oh alice you taking off bye alice thanks for joining us all right i'll see you next week all right see you next week i now. oh oh final fantasy 15's mobile game is terrible i downloaded this anna
3: it's um. It's, it's
0: bad. Um.
3: What's that game with the girl with the titties? No, it's
0: not anything. It's, it's just game of war. It's, no, it's it's progress bar. The game.
3: Yeah.
0: Just it's it's oh my war. gosh, or, is it bad? Um,
3: what's that other one that
0: Schwarzenegger does? Uh, it, mobile Strike. Yeah. Thank but
4: you.
3: But that
0: has Schwarzenegger at least. This I don't even know how it's Final Fantasy. I was playing. It's like there's nothing Final Fantasy about this except they've got a picture of Noctis on the screen while I go through the tutorial. It's awful.
2: I saw someone post a gif of the opening cutscene of this where, like, Arden kidnaps Luna. Like, it's an old school Mario game, and you gotta save her, and that was enough to turn me off to the game. Well, I okay. don't even wanna download it.
0: <laughs> okay. I, I don't know. I don't right. even know if and that matters, but all right.
3: Is we have this weird, weird thing. So, Square Enix announced Antique Carnival. Oh, but this a, game, Anna,
0: you don't understand how bad this mobile it's, game is. It's
3: a piece of... Tur- it, it's, it's so bad. Yeah. It is basically a shovelware, right. you know, moneymaker. Well, All right. Anyways, so they announced
0: Antique Carnival. So what do Antique I do in that? So Antique
3: Carnival, which is a completely new game for What's unannounced it for? platforms.
0: What does that mean?
3: So here's the does thing. Does that mean it's, it's
0: mobile and they don't want to admit it?
3: Probably. So they put out a trailer. Um okay on July 7th there will be trailers on July 7th July 10th July 12th and July 14th so there's one trailer out now yeah and then a full announcement sorry they put out one on the 4th So 4th, 7th, 10th, 12th, 14th. And then they are going to have a full announcement on the 18th.
0: Oh, goodness. It's like creepy dolls, the game. Yeah.
3: So here, hang on, hang on. Let me read to you the description that comes with this game. No, I don't want to hear it. Have you thought about the differences between things and living things? Uh. Or the differences between dolls and people? If you ask, people will say things like dolls are not able to move on their own right however this is an invitation to the labyrinth is a person unable to move by their own not a doll is a doll able to move on its own a person the explorers who wander around in search of an exit will find themselves deeply lost and then a boy visits that labyrinth by himself he will listen to the cries left behind by the people he will understand the desires of the dolls captured in the labyrinth. To that young man who stands in the space between people and dolls, we pray: may the blessings of the people of origin be with him.
0: This is a mobile RPG collecting game. I guarantee it. You're getting <laughs> it dolls like as you go through crawler. the as you go through the dungeon. You collect dolls, and then you hope to find some five star dolls for your team. I, I guarantee you, but you know. We can wait till July eighteenth, or whatever. Uh.
3: So yeah, probably not this podcast, not the next podcast, but the podcast after we'll we'll know more. Okay. And then we had an indie update.
0: Indie update.
3: Indie update covers the tenth line, um, which is out now on, yeah, out now for PC and Mac via Steam. Um, according
0: to their website it's an RPG experience like no other.
3: Yeah, so oh it's also out on PS4 in, but only in North America. Um yeah, so players explore through t- through through two D platforming sections and command their party in turn-based battles.
0: You got uh, a fox guy, a dragony looking guy, girl, dude what with oh, archer what with a big hat. Um next. what else? Oh, and a big knight guy. So
3: Next is the Vagrant. Um, it is it is available now via Steam Early Access for PC. It's a 2D action RPG set in the fantasy world of Mithrilla.
0: Mythrilia. Oh my bad. Yeah, gotta get that extra syllable.
3: Early <laughs> access um, currently contains. What is this? It looks like vanillaware style. Two chapters. Yeah, that, them some big titties. Hey. That have very. That little move block. around a lot. Oh, yeah. sorry. It's it's dragon. It's um. What okay, you, what stop we it. Call it! Stop it! That that game. Oh my gosh! All right. Oh my gosh, Chris! <laughs> Having audio <laughs> issues that nobody at home can hear.
0: <laughs> it
3: it looks like Dragon's Crown. Yeah. All right, next, Luca is an action RPG um, that is coming.
0: It's got a Kickstarter. Right.
3: Kickstarter. They need twenty thousand by tomorrow. So let's check their Kickstarter. Uh, they have it. They have twenty thousand nine hundred. Oh, they made it! They made it.
0: If you want to get in, you got 22 hours, and for a buck, you get some thank yous. For 15, you get the game, and then if you want to spend a billion dollars, it's $4,000. Oh, it's not available anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry, and neither is the $50. Actually, all the... Exp- oh, wait. There's a $1,000 tier still available where you get associate producer credit and get to be in the game as an NPC and stuff. So, there you go.
3: All right. Um, Fell Seal, the Arbiter's Mark, is a tactical RPG currently in development for PC, Mac, and Linux. Um, they are shooting Wait, forward. we didn't say what
0: Luca was, did we?
3: Yeah, action RPG.
0: But with Nightmare-style graphics, the graphics are trippy in that. You should go look at it. Okay, Fel Seal Arbiter's Mark is... A
3: tactical RPG that yep. wants to be Final Fantasy Tactics and Tactics Ogre combined.
0: Do I have to pay money in a Kickstarter for that, or is it just happening?
3: No, it's just happening. Okay. Um, coming When's it coming? To, coming sometime in 2018. Okay. PC, Mac, Linux. All right. All right, and then we already discussed XOR. We did? Yep.
0: Okay. What's that one about? I wasn't listening. Okay, I'll go read about it later. Sorry.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> what else we got, Anna? We have feedback. Feedback! All right, so the question we asked was, now that the year is half over, what are you looking forward to in the next half, or what was your game for Q1, Q2?
0: <laughs> Way to just not commit to that question.
3: Alright, so Lord Gobes on the forum said Game of Q1, Q2 was definitely Persona 5 for me. Um, games I'm looking forward to, Danganronpa V3. Besides that, working on my backlog. Oh. Uh, Victor on the forum said, I have to give Persona 5 Game of Q1, Q2, but Horizon Zero Dawn definitely deserves an honorable mention. Um, games for Q3, Q4 I will definitely pre-order is the Mario and Luigi plus Bowser's Minion remake. I loved that RPG, and if anything to get me can get me to play an rts it's the Bowser's minion side game all right strawberry eggs says the game i'm looking forward to in the second half of the year um is xenoblade chronicles 2 all right um that ain't coming also, out this year well they are still <laughs> insisting that it is
0: that ain't coming out this year <laughs>
3: they are still insisting that it is
0: totally not coming um out this
3: she year. says she's also pretty excited for Fire Emblem warriors Mm-hmm. Uh, Joshua on the forum totally says, um, Amazon pre-order pricing update. Thank you for the interesting speculation on the last episode. As an update, I got half off my copy of God of Wars, but apparently Amazon sold too many of them at that lower price because it was out of stock and it took them a week to get it to me. So if the algorithm is trying to get rid of excess copies, it got a little overly aggressive in the God of Wars case. Yeah, and yeah, that will happen because you have people like Mario 64 and cheap-ass gamers that are... Um, heavily promoting those sales and so yeah um the same thing happened with exist archive where like if you bought it at the super duper cheap price um you had to wait a little bit to get your copy Mm. all right he also says um game of q1 q2 yakuza zero with trails in the sky the third a very close second games i am looking forward to in the second half of the year ease eight um yakuza Kawami. um and if he has to choose between the two of them, he'll go with Ease 8. Um, Shaman on the forum says, first half game of the year, Persona 5. But my games I missed list is longer than my current top 10 list. So I guess he feels like he missed a lot of games in the first half. Wow. What I'm most looking forward to, Mario Odyssey, Fire Memories, and fingers crossed for no more tech hurdles, Cosmic Star, Heroin Vita. Um, Budai on the forum says game of first half of the year is near um, games most looking forward to is Mario Odyssey or Xenoblade 2 if that actually comes out <laughs> <laughs> alright and then we tweeted out this question and people answered um, Power Lord says Metroid Samus Returns um, Andy says Nino Kuni 2 Scott also says Nino Kuni 2 and then also says Yakuza Kiwami Destiny 2 and South Park the Fractured But Whole um, Chris says Skyrim VR. Not me. No, different Chris. MJ Cubs. Um, Christopher, another Chris, says Nino Kuni 2, Final Fantasy 12, and Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Uh, Caleb says Battle Chasers, Night War, uh, Fallen Legions, Undertale on Vita, and Nino Kuni 2. A lot of people are looking for ne- forward to Nino Kuni 2, it sounds like. Um, I'm Bill, on that list. Yeah. Bill says um, Final F- I'm, I'm considering giving Final Fantasy XII another try but might end up spending the whole rest of the year on Persona 5 um, Jer says Tales of Fantasia with the wifey she loves those games and wants to get to see how they all started also more Fire Emblem just because um, Disa I hope I pronounced that right I have so many but I would love to play Atelier when done with Cold Steel also interested in Ever Oasis after all the screenshots that's me Uh, Thomas D says Alex and it better be good Um, oh I'm sure I'm going to pronounce this wrong Archam also says Alex and then Dasa follows up and says Xenoblade 2 if it's actually going to be coming out alright and we got answers on Facebook too Facebook people say Etrian Odyssey 5. Jason says Etrian Odyssey 5, it's the only game I'm looking forward to all year. Apostolus says Final Fantasy 12, the Zodiac Age, Ease 8, and Nino Kuni 2. Uh, Manuel says <laughs> Dragon Quest Eleven, but that's not coming out this year. Um, Sean says he is catching up with Final Fantasy 14. And Tang says he is looking forward to Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and Ease 8. And lastly, we got an email. Oh, yeah. Tyler emailed us. Hey, uh, Tyler. And he says, This recent podcast got me thinking about games that I have sunk a lot of time into based mm-hmm. on the discussion of Persona 3's combination skills. I remember easily sinking 120 hours into that game and trying to discover which personas had combination attacks with other personas. But that 120 hours is nothing compared to my playtime in Final Fantasy 11 which is somewhere in the thousands. No shame. A runner up to that game would be Disgaea 2 on the PSP in which my total playtime ended around 500 hours. 500
0: hours? 500 hours. Oh my
3: gosh. How do you get to
0: 500?
3: (laughs) Enough about my horrible addiction to JRPGs and on to my question. And this will be our question of the week. Uh What has been the most time anyone on the cast has sunk into a game? RPG or not?
2: Okay, so I'm not going to count WoW because that's you know kind of an evergreen game and I think it's unfair to count that because that's the game that never ends but just off the top of my head I sunk about 200 hours into Final Fantasy Tactics Advance that was in college and I brought my Game Boy Advance SP everywhere and it was like anytime I had a free moment I was Final Fantasy Tactics-ing,
0: Tactics-ing.
2: Oh, I love that
0: Tactics-ing. game so much. It's pretty good. Anna, what's yours?
3: Um, I'm looking through my, my spreadsheet for the last three years and try to figure out what I spent the most amount of time on. So, um... Hmm. So between my two playthroughs of Final Fantasy Tactics Advanced 2, I would say about 150 hours. Um in terms of sorry I'm going through Persona 4 Golden is at least 100 hours and then let's see did I play anything super long in yeah so um, 70 hours in Dragon Quest 7 on the 3DS last year and then the big one this year is Persona 5 118 hours
0: So they want to know the longest I've spent with a game, right? Yep. Yeah, so that's Final Fantasy (laughs) XI.
1: Easily. I was
0: trying to log in now, but I can't for some reason because I have 14 running and all this other stuff going on. But, I mean, it's playtime measured in days rather than hours, you know?
2: (laughs) I don't think it's fair to count MMOs.
0: Well, okay. Well, then what do we count?
3: Non-MMOs. Well,
2: the... the that being said i'm gonna log on to my hunter right now just to see what my time play does that way i can cry to myself tonight
3: oh yeah he, he mentions I ff11 even, i don't even want to add up all of the amount of time that i have spent on all of my mmos it's a lot i'm trying to think oh what game
0: was it that it was like i got 150 i oh can I count Fire Emblem Fates as a big one? Yeah, because I spend a lot yeah. of time among those oh, three actually, games. Yeah, if I combine on. them as one, um, I
3: played. Oh shoot! Let me see if I can find it. Um, when did I play Fire Emblem Fates?
0: I I think mostly I I stop around that a hundred to hundred twenty mark is when I'm just done. Like no matter how much I'm enjoying it, is I just I just end up stopping. Um, unless it's an MMO. Just I played Legend just of nothing... Dragoon
3: for yeah. over 100 hours and I regret every single minute. Oh, I I'm
0: so sorry. Game.
3: I'm so I sorry.
0: Was a reviewer. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, Anna.
2: I know on my 3DS, the top game on there is Animal Crossing New Leaf mm-hmm. at like 120 or something like that. And the two that are like right behind it, and I've been trying to top Animal Crossing. But um the two that are right behind it is Pokemon Alpha's is it Omega Ruby Yeah, Pokemon Omega Ruby and Pokemon X.
0: Ooh, Pokemon Games is a good one. I didn't I need to get my three DS and see how much time I put into Ruby. Hmm. Was it Ruby? No. Into X uh, uh, what's the most recent one that came out? Um Sun Moon. Sun and Moon. Moon because I put a bunch of time into learning the post game there. So that would be a lot of like running around in circles, hatching eggs and stuff. Oh, Pokemon. What's your biggest Pokemon that you put time into, Anna?
3: Um, let me check my spreadsheet here. You
0: don't know from your spreadsheet. Are you tracking... F- all the old Pokemons, too?
3: No, but I tended to fall out of them fairly quickly. Oh. Um, Pokemon Sun, 50 hours.
0: Oh, well, That's it. Huh?
2: And For some reason, I cannot get the slash played command to work in WoW right now.
4: Yeah. Hmm.
2: Unless I've just, like, rolled over the timer.
3: I thought they fixed that.
2: I don't know. This I thought that sad. the command, I thought that the command was slash played, but it
3: is slash played.
2: For some reason, it's not working on my main.
3: Weird.
0: All right. Well, we're gonna call it there and have you guys tell us uh, what you think, or uh, what what your best game is. That's our question of the week. Tell us about uh, what game did you spend the most time in, or. Just give us some interesting numbers that you think are relevant <laughs> for games that you spend a ton of time in. Uh, and with that, you can send that in through three different ways. 608-729-4098, podcast at rpgamer.com, or go to the forums at forums.rpgamer.com and go to the latest update section. Whew. We have some new releases for you folks. Not a lot, though. First and foremost, Final Fantasy XII The Zodiac Age is coming out to PS4 on July 11th so you can finally go and play that really awesome single player game that's kind of like an MMO as well and put hundreds of hours into that. And if you have uh you got a PC and you're in the mood for some more indies type stuff. I guess it's not indie, it's a this chemco. Is game. It's yeah, a chemco. it's Kemco. If you're in the mood for some basic 2D RPG stuff, uh, Antiquia Lost is out for $8.
3: So if you want a really garbage translation, hey
0: Maybe it's good. You don't know.
3: Uh, I'm looking at the screenshots.
0: Oh, okay. It's got that font. It's,
3: it's a Chemco translation. It's
0: got that font.
3: <laughs> it's also a Chemco translation. But,
0: well, that's kind of all right. Yeah, fine. So, uh, yeah, that that's a game. It's an RPG. So, just let you know it's out. Just came out. Um, and with that, I think we're gonna call it for the week. I want to know what you're playing next week, though, Anna Marie.
3: Um to be determined You don't
0: know, you've had all show to think about it.
3: Well, here's the thing is I downloaded Operation Abyss, Disgaea Three, Dragon's Crab, Monster and Mod Piece, and Trails of Cold Steel onto my Vita. And I'm going to play Play Trails of Cold Steel. Those.
0: Trails of Cold Steel, Anna. There's one correct answer. Alright. Will you take the correct
3: answer? Or will I don't you know.
0: continue to infuriate Maxstorm?
3: Um, and Ninji. <laughs> Every time I talk about doing a new game on the Vita that isn't oh, so Cold Steel.
4: The two of them, huh?
3: Yep.
0: <sighs> Kelly, what are you playing this week?
2: More Zestria, more Oasis.
0: That's fair. I will keep the Final Fantasy XIV going. I am on a mission to get to Stormblood. It will happen sometime <laughs> this decade. Ugh, it's just taking a while. I didn't know it was going to be this long, Anna. I didn't know.
3: How could you not know? I didn't know. I thought it was like wow, and
0: it's not.
3: No, 14 is not wow.
0: No, 14 is not wow.
2: I do think that's kind of a misstep on their part to make it really hard to get into the new expansions.
0: Well, no, they, uh, they it's real easy if don't. I want to shell out some yeah, money. <laughs> if you want to just pay, you can skip straight to But then to you have no idea speech. what's going on. Oh. You have to go spend hours watching cut in your in your private house.
3: <laughs> yeah, so you can sleep at the end and watch all of the cutscenes that you missed because you skipped Ugh. them.
0: <sighs> or YouTube. Yeah, or YouTube. No, I get that. It's just, I don't know.
3: You don't want to throw money at this problem? I'm not going to say what they did time. was
0: wrong. I just don't think it's...
3: Yeah, it's time versus money. What's worth more to you?
0: No, it's this system doesn't work well in practice is what I'm going to say. And I'm going to leave it there and you can disagree with me and that's fine. Okay. All right. So with that, we're going to be done for the week. We're back next week, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, as usual at twitch.tv slash rpgamer. Um, thanks, everybody. Like, follow, and subscribe.
3: Like, <laughs> follow, and subscribe. Like, follow, and subscribe. Hope you've
0: all been enjoying uh, Summer Games Done Quick. That's coming to a wrap. Uh, not that we do anything about that, but uh, we've been having fun watching it. Um, so I figured I'd acknowledge it because it's
3: all awesome. The cool RPGs have been overnight. We're going to have to watch the VODs.
0: I know. Sorry. Hey, Earthbound's tonight. Yay! Not that you care about Earthbound. No. Um, also, someone in the chat brings up a good point. Necromancer's out for Diablo 3. You should give it a shot.
3: Oh, yeah. Good call.
0: Even, uh, even though you're not interested in it, you could at least give it a shot.
2: I've been hovering over the buy button, but hesitant because I've got Two other more stuff more stash stuff tabs. The I know. Stash tabs. Well, uh, that's, that's the most necromancer. Important part. <laughs>
0: Forget necromancer. Necromancer was tabs. my favorite.
2: Well, necromancer is my favorite class. In oh, season.
0: okay, okay,
4: cool.
2: So it's like, oh my god, I want to so bad, but I got so much other crap going on. I don't want yeah, to. Once you start that, that's another sixty that
0: hours. <laughs>
2: Well, yeah, because I would pro- probably start a new character and go through the campaign again. Mm hmm. Just for the heck of it. But that's a rabbit hole I don't want to sink down. I'm already down the manga rabbit hole. Yep. Anyway.
0: Yep. Oh, so many MMOs and so many online. Oh, I, whatever. All right. Thanks, everybody. Um, uh, <sighs> hmm. Don't forget, StarCraft HD is out there too to pre-order now. Okay, all right, we're done. We're done. I gotta, I gotta go back to fourteen before I buy a bunch of other games that I don't have time for. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Until then, bye
3: bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.